premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Rusiello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Well, hey folks, this is Joe Russiello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And you know, folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace of and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. And we are coming to you live from the Asylum Studios here in the beautiful city of Eagle Pass, Texas. And it is a beautiful day here today. It's a it's kind of a warm 83 degrees right now here in Eagle Pass. Uh, it's been an on and off cloudy day, but uh, we are so excited to be here with you again tonight. And uh, on tonight's Thursday night Bible study, we're going to get into Revelation chapter 19. Now, for the last oh, 21 weeks, believe it or not, 21 weeks we've been going through the book of Revelation. Uh, it Honestly, it feels like yesterday that we got started on it, and uh, I hope it's been a blessing to you, and I hope that you've uh, walked away from the studies with some real solid, grounded information on what's in store uh, coming very, very soon. Uh, So, folks, uh, tonight, when we get into Revelation 19, uh, we're going to see that Revelation 19 brings us through the tribulation for the final time. In this particular chapter, we're going to run into the Battle of Armageddon, which was uh, described for us over in Revelation chapter 6, Revelation chapter 11, and chapter 14. And, uh, you know, these are basically the four Gospels, the four simultaneous accounts of the second coming of Jesus Christ, just like there were four Gospels describing the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's, uh, it's going to be a great study tonight, and I'm looking forward to get into it, getting into it. But before we do, I'm going to ask you to do just two things for me. First of all, would you please head over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And when you get over there, would you look for our contact section? And when you find it, would you open up that little web form and send us over a message? Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And also, folks, don't forget to send over those prayer requests. I really do look forward to getting those prayer requests. I look forward to being able to pray over those requests in my private time with the Lord. And uh, also, of course, I look forward to bringing it before the SOTS podcast family each and every week. So uh, get those prayer requests over to us. And uh, if you don't like to use the web form, that's fine. You can always email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. 
Now, also, while you're on the website, if you would, please look for that Support This Podcast button. And when you find it, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. Now, I know the economy's tight. It's hard for everybody to uh, uh, commit themselves to a monthly recurring contribution. But if you find yourself in that situation, you can't do that, well, maybe you might consider a one-time contribution. And if you'd like to do the one-time contribution, you could do that by clicking on the Waygiver button, or you could scan the Cash App QR code, which is also on our homepage. But no matter how you go about and do it, pray about it first. And if the Lord leads you, if these podcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, if the live broadcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very, very long way, and I would be extremely thankful for it. Now, folks, first and foremost, before we do anything else uh, at this point in, in the opening segment of the show, I always like to take just a few minutes just to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for saving me, for uh, providing the gift of salvation. And it's a free gift, folks. It's not anything that you could earn. It's not anything that you can purchase. It's, uh, it's a gift that the Lord has provided for you free of cost. Don't cost you anything. All you have to do is put your full faith, trust, and confidence in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ as the only sufficient payment for your sin debt. Because that's the only thing that can pay your sin debt. So, folks, if you haven't been saved, if you haven't come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, what are you waiting for? You see, now is the time for you to get saved because this is the easiest time in this particular dispensation, in the, in the dispensation of the church age, in the age of grace. For it is grace you're saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God lest any man should boast, says Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. It is a free gift. All you have to do is claim it. That's it. Just ask the Lord to save you, and he will. As long as you approach the Lord from a a, a sincere heart, and you truly want to be saved, that you're not just looking for a quick way out, you know, the Lord knows your heart. He knows your heart. He knows what you're thinking before you even think it. So you can't pull one over on the Lord. I mean, you might be able to pull something over on your wife. You might be able to pull it over on your mom. It's kind of doubtful on that one, though, sometimes. But you can definitely not pull a fast one over on the Lord. He knows you better than, than anyone, and you know yourself. He knows you from your rising up to your setting down. He knows you from... From the moment that you were conceived, even before that, he knew you. And he knew everything you were going to think, say, and do. So why don't you settle your sin debt with the Lord right here, right now? All you have to do is just tell him, Lord, I'm a dirty, rotten, filthy sinner. I'm on my way to hell. I can't save myself. I know that I can't save myself. But I'm asking you, Lord, to please save me, wash me with your precious blood and allow me an eternity in heaven. 
That's really all it takes. Now, again, I, I say this repeatedly. It's not the prayer that saves you. It's not the prayer that saves you. What saves you is the shed blood of Jesus Christ applied to your account. That's what saves you. Praying the prayer is just you acknowledging your position before a holy and righteous God. So what are you waiting for, folks? We've been studying the book of Revelation now for 19, uh, 21 weeks. 21 weeks we've been studying the book of Revelation. You've been hearing about all of the horror that's going to take place once the church gets raptured out. Once the church is taken out and the age of grace closes and the tribulation starts, it's a faith plus works method of salvation. It's no longer by grace. You have to earn and keep your salvation. Folks, I don't necessarily trust myself to be able to keep my salvation. And I certainly don't want to have to uh, demonstrate faith and works in order to do it. Because like, there's no way I can do it. There's no way you can do it. So get saved today. Get saved today. Now, folks, I also want to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ for allowing me to have this ministry, to be able to uh, uh, open up the Word of God week after week and to, and, to, and, to, and to open it and to share it and to read with you and to study with you, to kind of pool all of our ignorance here together and try to understand something about the Word of God and apply it to our lives and give us fuel, ammunition to go out into the world and to, and to give the gospel out and to talk to people about their soul, to talk to people about the Lord Jesus Christ. So very, very important today. And, of course, I thank the Lord Jesus Christ for giving me this opportunity in this ministry and for, uh, and, and for bringing you into, the op- into this ministry. I mean, this is, uh, there's no other way we ever could have met if it wasn't for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So I'm very thankful for that. And like I've said, I've, I've had a, I have an exceptional audience and uh, I am so thankful for you each and every day. I also want to say thank you to all of you who support us with your prayers. Thank you so much for your prayers. God bless you. Please continue to pray for this ministry. Please continue to pray for my family. Please continue to pray for me as, uh, as we look for uh, new, new ways and opportunities and, uh, and uh, instances where we can share the gospel. And uh, so I am so thankful for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us. Also, I want to say thank you to all of you who already support us financially. Thank you so much for your financial support, and God bless you for it. Uh, When I tell you that your contributions go a long way, they really, really do. Your contributions help us to keep all the platforms going, help us basically to keep all the lights on. Uh, Through your contributions, uh, we've been able to send money out to missionaries that are active out in the field. Uh, We've been able to purchase Bibles. We've been able to purchase items and materials that we could send out to folks when they request it. Uh, it, it's been a, a real blessing, and your financial support has been tremendous in that. So thank you so very much for it. I also, of course, want to say thank you to all of our listeners, every single one of you who listen in faithfully each and every day, each and every show that we put out. Um, because of your plays, your downloads, uh, we are still holding number one spots on five charts on the, plat- on the Good, for- Good Pods platform. Uh, my mouth will wake up soon, I'm sure. 
you know, we st- are still holding those five number one positions, and that's a that's a tremendous blessing because you know when people come onto a platform like Good Pods, they're going to see all of those chart listings, and they're going to see these Bible studies that we've been putting out. And uh, we'll put more folks under the hearing and the teaching and the admonition of the Lord that way. And that's a huge blessing for us. And thank you so much for it. And, uh, I mean, I mean, you can listen to us on Spotify. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora. Uh, we're on so many different platforms. And, uh, but my recommendation is if you don't have it, get it. Get good pods. It's, it's great for independent podcasts like ours. And uh, it, it's it's you do that, and you'll help keep us up there on the uh, search algorithms. You'll help keep us up on top of those charts. But, folks, wherever it is that you're listening, please, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way you'll help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, folks, how about we get into some of our announcements? Folks, well, <clears throat> it's Thursday night, and this is our Thursday night Bible study. So uh, we get together every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and we are currently going through the book of Revelation. And it has been a, uh, a, a great study. I've really enjoyed this study, and I'm thankful that the Lord has given me the opportunity to teach it. And I'm hoping also that it's been a blessing to you as well. So you can hear us every Thursday night on our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, or you can also check us out on our host platform, uh, which is Spreaker. Just head over to Spreaker.com and search for the Sword of the Spirit podcast. And also one of the added benefits of uh, being on the Spreaker platform is that uh, we have a chat group that you can jump on into if you like, and we can interact during the course of the show. You can drop any prayer requests in there. And it's a real blessing to have that, that, that function going. Now, I uh, also want to remind you of our Sermon Sunday broadcast. We kicked it off again uh, two weeks ago, and we have uh, gotten some, uh, some really good messages out there the last couple of weeks. And it's, uh, it's been a blessing. Uh, I missed it when we didn't do it for the two weeks. But uh, you can check out our Sermon Sunday broadcast every Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, also on SwordOfTheSpiritPodcast.com and on the Spreaker host platform. Now, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, why don't you consider paying us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. And our Wednesday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. For more information, all you need to do is log into the church's Facebook page. Just, just log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and once you get there, you're going to find a lot of really helpful information. And you'll also find episodes of this podcast. And we always want to say thank you to the folks at First Baptist Church uh, for allowing us the opportunity to post the show on the church's Facebook page. And, of course, we want to say thank you to our, to our friend and our pastor, John Monk, uh, for allowing it and for also for being such a tremendous encouragement and support to us from, 
episode one over a year ago. So it's been a real blessing, and I'm really thankful uh, for his friendship and for the church. Now, if you haven't uh, ever seen or taken part in a, uh, in a, a uh, Baptist church baptism service, I'd like to invite you out to First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass this coming Sunday uh, as we're going to have a baptism service for a few of the folks that are, have requested to be baptized. Now, again, folks, baptism is not for salvation. Your salvation is only through the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, your baptism uh, doesn't have any saving value to it. Uh, your baptism will, is basically a, uh, is a step of obedience it's an outward display of something that took place uh, spiritually, and uh, the most your baptism will do is get you wet. So, but it's a great time of fellowship that we have, and uh, it, like again, if you've never seen uh, Baptist baptism service, why don't you come on out to uh, First Baptist Church next Sunday morning? Now, folks, if you are uh, intent on going through the tribulation and uh, you think you're going to be able to work your way through it, uh, demonstrate your works in faith. Well, you're also going to need to be prepared. So to, in order to do that, I'd like to tell you about the Contra Radio Network. The Contra Radio Network is a single podcast that houses nearly a dozen talented podcasts and vidcasts, hosts, and artists from around the country who release content daily. The Contra Radio Network releases 15 to 20 shows a week depending on current events, and there are no issues that are off limits. If you want to break down a current events, we got it. If you want to know more about preparedness and self-sufficiency, well, and if you're going to go through the tribulation, if, you, if you're going to you know, pass up the opportunity to get saved today uh, and you're going to you know, try to ride it out, uh, you're going to want to know about preparedness and self-sufficiency. Well, the Contra Radio Network has that too. If you want a guy r- driving around ranting like a lunatic, well, some, for some strange reason we have that also. If you want to hear more about politics, you want to hear more about Bible studies, sports, camping, firearms, and more, the Contra Radio Network has it all covered in spades. And you can find the Contra Radio Network on all of your major podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more, and also on their website at www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best for the Contra Radio Network. Folks, I also want to tell you about the Three Pillars podcast. The Three Pillars podcast focuses on your personal growth, utilizing the three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical. Uh, Brother Chase Tobin puts out a great little podcast. It's uh, 20 to 30 minutes long each episode. He's put out some great material, especially over the last couple of weeks. Uh, on things like intimacy and vitamin supplements and so on. It's really been a blessing, and I really do appreciate him, his ministry, and his friendship. So I would invite you to check him out uh, every Friday morning. A new episode is released. You can find him on YouTube at Tobinator the Motivator. You can also find him on Rubble, Rumble at Three Pillars Podcast, or you can find him on his website, threepillarspodcast.wordpress.com. Now, folks, don't forget to head over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, and sign up for our programming announcement subscription. You can find that uh, email form on our website. Just fill it out, and uh, it won't cost you anything. Uh, It's totally free. 
Uh, it's an email list that we're sending out uh, just to keep you guys up to date on any changes that take place to the show during the course of the week. A lot of things can happen between Sunday and Thursday, and that's really the best way for us to get a hold of everybody. So if you haven't already joined up, head on over to SortOfTheSpiritPodcast.com, fill out the web form, and get yourself on that mailing list. All right, and uh, also on our website, don't forget to head over to our Sword Swag section. On our Sword Swag section there, you're going to find some of these really great Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mugs, uh, which you can get for a contribution of $25. Uh, And uh, you could also get one of these great Sword of the Spirit podcast T-shirts for a contribution of $35. Uh, to get those things, just click the info button that's on our uh, on the on that website on that web page, and uh, let us know what exactly it is you're looking for. I will send you back the link, letting you know where you can make your contribution. And once we get all that stuff squared away, we'll send out your items as quickly as possible. All right, and let's see. We have one more announcement here, and that is if you are currently listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast on the Stitcher platform. Uh, Stitcher will be closing its doors on uh, August the 29th of this year. And uh, so my recommendation to you is this. If you uh, are on Stitcher and uh, you're going to be looking for a new podcasting platform, head over to Good Pods, sign up there, get yourself an account, and follow us on the Good Pods platform. You can find us at the SOTS podcast. Uh, and uh, you can follow me there, subscribe to the show. Uh, you can also leave your comments and your reviews for the show there as well. And it's really it's a great way for us to interact with each other, uh, and it's a great support for independent podcasts like ours. You know, we don't have a huge budget like folks that, uh, uh, that are on like Spotify, iHeart, and, and so forth. Uh, you know, we're independent. We pretty much, you know, go hand-to-mouth and... <laughs> Uh, as you can tell, we are not the most polished operation that's out there. But uh, you could help us by joining up with Good Pods and following us there. Now, something else, actually, I don't really mention very often is that we do have a Twitter account. We're, we don't have a very big social media presence, but uh, you can follow us on on uh, Twitter also at the SOTS Podcast. So uh, on all of, all of the uh, social media platforms that we're on, you can find us at the SOTS Podcast. All right, folks, that will bring us to our first break of the uh, of the evening. So uh, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. If you have a Spreaker account, jump on into the chat group and say hello. And uh, we'll be back right after this. Don't you go away. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening!
Amen and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Ruscielo, and uh, we're going to get into our prayer requests here in uh, just a moment. As soon as I roll it up here on the screen. All right. You'd think that during the break I would have had it ready already, but nope, I didn't. I am slacking today, folks. Pray for me. I feel a little disoriented <laughs> here. It's uh, got a lot of crazy things going on, folks. A lot of a lot of crazy things going on right now. Um, so I might come. I might be a little distracted tonight. Um, we have some um, got some things going on here that uh, it's kind of hard to talk about. But uh, we'll we'll mention it just uh, in just a moment here. Um, so uh, we're going to go through our prayer requests now. Uh, as always, we always 
start off with the prayer requests for those that are in need of salvation. And uh, salvation is the most important decision you will ever, ever make in your life. And it's not something that um, you should ever uh, put aside or discount or, or delay for a minute. Not for a minute. Um, your decision on salvation has eternal consequences. And, and that's the main reason why I tell you, time and time again that, that it's so important and it's the most important decision you'll ever make. Uh, if, you, if you decide that you reject the gospel, you don't want to know about salvation, you don't want to get saved, you think that you're okay, uh, you think that you are, uh, your good works will be enough to get you into heaven, that uh, you're not as bad as your next-door neighbor, uh, that you live a good moral life, yeah, that's great. Live a good moral life. You should. That's, that's a good thing. But it's not enough to get you into heaven. The only way that you're going to get into heaven, the only way that you're going to see glory is by putting your full faith, trust, and confidence in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the most important decision you'll ever make. The most important decision. Uh, as I've told you many times, our, uh, you know, your baptism will not save you. It will not save you. Receiving communion will not save you. Going to church, good deeds, uh, tithing, uh, uh, donating your money uh, to charitable causes, um, feeding homeless folks, uh, while all of it is very good, it's not going to save you. Because the Bible says that it's not of works, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but by his mercy he saved us. It's by his mercy, it's by his grace. It has nothing to do with you or your works, your church affiliation, whether you're. Uh, uh, Roman Catholic, whether you are a Baptist, whether you are an Episcopalian, a Presbyterian, none of that matters. Because the church can't save you. I could bleed all over the street for you, and that is not going to do anything for your salvation. Nothing. You can come to me, you can confess everything every dirty, rotten sin that you've ever committed. You can confess it all to me. All I'm going to do is write a book. There's nothing that I can do to help you except point you to Jesus Christ because he is our high, he is our high priest. He is our only mediator. It's not Mary. It's not the saints. It's not the Pope. It's not... It's, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. For there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. So what are you waiting for? Please, please, don't go to hell. Hell is the worst place imaginable. If you haven't heard it yet, go back into the show's archives. Look up our episode 
on the reality of hell. It's not a place where you're going to be playing cards, drinking, smoking, and partying. It's not that at all. It's a horrible, horrible place. It was a place that was not originally meant for mankind. It was meant for the devil and his angels. But because of man's disobedience, man ends up in hell without Jesus Christ. So if you haven't gotten saved, get saved today. Put your full faith, trust, and confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ, please. Don't go to hell. Don't go to hell. Now, in our prayer list today for our salvation, folks, I really I need you to pray for my mom. Please, pray for my mom. Right now, my mom is in the hospital in New York, and... Um, Chances are she's not going to be with us for much longer. She has end-stage pulmonary disease. And then while in the hospital, she came down with COVID, which further weakened her. And then pneumonia. She had been intubated. Uh, she showed some progress. They, they extubated her and uh, put her on BiPAP. But there really isn't much left that can be done. And when I had spoken to my mom about her soul, she would only tell me that she's okay and not to worry about her. So, folks, I want you to continue to pray for my mom. Please continue to pray for my mom. During the break, I got a text message from my sister. She's at her bedside at the hospital. And um, it's, it's not good, folks. It's not good right now. So please pray for my mom. We're also praying for David. We're praying for all of the unsaved members of the Baldino family. We're praying for Manuel's mother. We're praying for Sharon, Adam's father. And uh, also Manuel has a friend uh, who I don't have the friend's name uh, that's also in need of salvation. So we're going to pray for, uh, for his friend as well. And if you have any family, any friends that, are on, that, that, that you know that aren't saved, that are not on our prayer list, please send them over to me so I can put them on our prayer list. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for the gift of salvation. Father, I pray tonight for my mom. Father, I pray that you would save her tonight. Father, I pray for David. I've witnessed to David many times, and each time I have, he's rejected you. But Lord, he needs to be saved, so we pray for him. We pray for all of the unsaved members of the Baldino family, and I know for a fact that they have heard the gospel, and I know they heard it probably better than I could have ever presented it. Uh, I know the people that have presented it to them, so I, we pray for them. We pray for Sharon. We pray for Manuel's mother. We pray for Adam's father, and we pray for this friend of Manuel. Lord, you know exactly who he is. And we, we lift them all up to you tonight. Father, we just pray that you would just reach down from heaven, that you would just touch them. Father, that you would uh, uh, 
raise up folks around them that can lead them to Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that today would be the day that they get saved, especially my mom. And Lord, if she is saved already, Lord, give us that peace and comfort that we need and the assurance of that salvation. Father, we just pray for each one again on our salvation list. Lord, we just ask you, please, Lord, please save them. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, going down to our uh, sick list here, we are uh, continuing to pray for Pastor Martin for his, uh, for his health for his, and his vision. Um, again, like I said, we're praying for mom uh, in the hospital up in New York. Um, not going to go through the whole story again. You guys heard it already. So, uh, again, please pray for my mom. Uh, my sister, Laura, we're praying for her, for her health, for her back, uh, for, and you know, for her peace of mind as well. We're praying for Bernice uh, in her battle with cancer. We're praying that, uh, that, uh, that the Lord would, would, would just touch her and bring comfort and uh, that uh, the Lord would heal and that the Lord would increase her appetite so that she would have the strength that she needs as she's uh, going through these treatments. We're also praying for uh, Bernice's mom, Laura, and we did receive some some good news that she appeared to be doing much better uh, over this past week, and we're very thankful to hear that. And uh, Lord, we continue we're going to continue to pray for uh, for for Laura as uh, she's continuing her fight with cancer. Uh, we are still praying for Janae uh, with her heart condition, for Sharon Baldino uh, fighting cancer. Martin Mata fighting lymphoma, Daniel Villarreal with leukemia, Alex Ortiz, uh, Diego Ortiz, uh, and uh, very happy to hear that, uh, that Diego was uh, able to attend his graduation, and we're thankful for that, and, uh, and that's just uh, a testament to the prayers of the saints, and it's a testament to the grace of God that, uh, that, uh, that despite his health problems, that uh, he was able to attend his graduation, and we're very thankful for that. And we praise the Lord for it. We're praying for Juan, uh, who has cancer as well. We're praying for a good friend of mine, my brother in Christ, uh, uh, Ruben, uh, who's been dealing with a, a really bad pinched nerve in his shoulder and a couple of other health issues uh, that in the past have landed him in the hospital. So we're going to continue to pray for Ruben. I know we had a doctor's appointment today, and so when we get an update, I'll be able to update you on, uh, on Sunday's show. Uh, we're also praying for Patricia Alvarado uh, with kidney problems uh, that are related to cancer. We're praying for Jerry Torres, uh, who's recovering from a broken leg. And we're also praying for Tina, who is dealing with cancer as well. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for, uh, for, for your love, your mercy, for your grace. Father God, we just pray for all of those that are on our sick list tonight. Lord, we pray for, uh, particularly I want to pray for my mom. Uh, who is uh, in the hospital up in New York. Lord, uh, right now she is under um, heavy sedation. Lord, I just pray that you would give her comfort. Lord, that you would uh, impart to her a measure of grace, uh, particularly right now uh, in these waning days and moments of her life. Father, I just thank you so much for her. I thank you, Lord, for... uh, for all that she had done for me over the course of my life. Lord, I thank you so much for her. 
I pray for her, Lord. I pray that you would just give her give mercy and grace, Lord. I pray that, Lord, you could heal. Lord, I, I just, uh, just commit her to you, Lord God, and I just ask you just to work, Lord, please. Lord, I pray for my sister who's with her right now at the bedside. Father, I just pray for her. And, Lord, I pray that you would give her strength in these days ahead. Father, I just pray that you would uh, bring healing to her body as well. Lord, I pray for Bernice and her mom, Laura. I pray for Janae, Sharon, Martin, Daniel, Alex, Diego, Juan, Ruben, Patricia, Jerry, Tina, Pastor Martin. Lord, I lift them all up to you tonight. Lord, I just pray that you would bring healing. Lord, that you would touch each one. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, going down to our general prayer list, we're going to pray, be praying for my brother-in-law, Jude, uh, and for his business up in New York City. We're praying for uh, a good brother in Christ and friend of mine, Federico Salinas. We're praying for, uh, for, for the Lord to put a hedge of protection around him and his family as he continues to serve the Lord. We're praying for Brother Aldo and his business here in Eagle Pass at Pro HVAC. Uh, we're praying that the Lord would hedge him about and protect him as well and his family. We're praying for Brother Hector. We're praying that the Lord would just work in him and use him in a mighty way. We're praying also that the Lord would hedge him about and his family as well. We're praying for uh, for Alex, uh, a, a good brother in Christ at our church, and we pray that the Lord would use him in a mighty way at his workplace as a, as a good, strong witness for the Lord. We also pray for Liz, for uh, the financial matter that she's working to resolve right now. We pray that uh, the Lord will bring it to a swift conclusion. We're praying for Angela uh, and for uh, the uh, the classes that she's going to be starting very, very soon uh, for her job. And we're praying for Isabella for her walk with the Lord. And we're also going to be praying for Jessica for her walk with the Lord. And then we also have all of the unspoken prayers of our hearts. We're praying for uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. We're praying for Brother Hector. We're praying for Manuel. We're praying for Angela. We're praying for Larissa. We're praying for Laura. And also, Lord, uh, an, an unspoken prayer of mine as well. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for all that you do for us, undeserving as we are. Father, we pray for all of those in our general prayer list. Father, we pray for them. We ask you, Lord, just to bless them in a mighty way. Lord, we pray for their protection, their safety. Lord, we pray that you would uh, draw close to them as they draw close to you. Lord, we pray that um, you would... Uh, prosper the work of their hands, Lord, that you would bless them, that you would hedge them about, protect families. Lord, uh, just guide each and every step. And for those on our unspoken prayer list, Lord, we know that you know exactly what those prayer needs are. And Lord, we just pray that you would answer those prayers according to your perfect will for us and for our lives. And Lord, we will thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, folks, if you have any prayer requests whatsoever, please don't forget to send them over to us. You can head over to our website, com. use the web form and send them over, or you could send them to me directly at info at com. If you have an active Spreaker account, you could always drop your prayer requests in the Spreaker chat group, and we'll be sure to get them added to the list. All right, uh, so we're going to take our second break of the evening here, and that'll give you a chance to go get your King James Bible. Maybe grab yourself a cup of coffee. I think I'm going to need one, too. 
And uh, when we come back, we'll be getting into tonight's Bible study in the book of Revelation, chapter 19. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you could, uh, and if you feel like we deserve it, uh, maybe not so much tonight, we're a little off, but uh, if you feel like we deserve it, you could always give us that five-star review on, uh, on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, on Good Pods, and we would really, really appreciate it. Folks, once again, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast, and we'll be back right after this. We know in the journey of life, whether green rolling hills or the deserts bare and dry, in all things God works for our good. For those who
They say times are changing, so we should change too. Trade our old time religion for something new. Our faith is outdated. Why live in the past? Well, my answer is simple. So if you ask, I still love to hear how God's love paid the cost. As passion was fastened by nails to a cross, I still love the sound as the saints start to sing. Songs of the blood Jesus shed just for me. I still love an altar where broken ones pray and find what is found in no other way. It may be old fashioned, but it's real still. So I'll stay on the old path. That brought us this far That saved countless millions And reached hardened hearts Although times are changing And forever will There'll still be one Savior One Calvary's hill I still love to hear How God's love paid the cost passion was fastened by nails to a cross I still love the sound as the saints start to sing songs of the blood Jesus shed just for me I still love an altar where broken ones pray and find what is found in no other way it may be old fashioned but it's real I still love to hear how God's love paid the cost. His passion was fastened by nails to a cross. I still love the sound as the saints start to sing. Songs of the blood Jesus shed just for me. I still love an altar where broken ones pray. And find what is found in no other way. It may be old-fashioned, but it's real. It may be old-fashioned, but it's real still. This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, 
and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. Amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and uh, we're going to get into episode number 107 in just a moment. Uh, one thing that I didn't pass on when we were doing the announcements, um, given the circumstances uh, with my mom, uh, there is a, uh, there's a good possibility that uh, I'm going to have to travel uh, up to New York within the next couple of days. And uh, if that's the case, uh, we're going to have to um, uh, put the show on hold until we come back uh, from that. Uh, so uh, we'll work to have some, maybe some old, uh, some replays uh, re- rebroadcast. Uh, I'll figure all that out as the days go ahead. But um uh, that's why it's kind of important to get on the, the mailing list that I was talking about on, on our homepage, the programming announcement subscription. Um, so if you, again, if you haven't done that, uh, this isn't a push to get subscribers. This is just so you guys stay in the know. Uh, so please uh, just head over to the website, check it out, and if you can get on that mailing list, uh, that would be great so we can keep in contact. Uh, I'll also try to update the uh, social media and the Good Pods feeds as, uh, as frequently as I can. Um, to keep folks updated there as well. So, um, all right, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer here. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for the uh, preaching and the teaching of your holy book. Father, we thank you for the book of Revelation. Lord, we thank you that uh, uh, you've equipped us to to, uh, pr- to do this study. And, Lord, I just want to pray for each and every one that's under the sound of my voice tonight, Lord, that as we've been going through the book of Revelation and we've talked about the, uh, the, the, the truly terrible things that are going to be taking place on this earth to those that are left behind after the rapture of the church. Lord, I pray that you would just stir in them uh, that, uh, that, that, that desire to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Father, we thank you so much. We ask you again to bless the study tonight. Lord, please give me the words to speak. And Lord, uh, settle my heart, settle my spirit. Uh, Lord, and help me to stay focused on what is before us. And, Father, we will thank you and we will bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Revelation chapter 19. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. You know, a, a great deal of the Hallelujah Chorus, or what's known as the Hallelujah Chorus, is, uh, is taken right from Revelation chapter 19. And if you, uh, if, if you can examine the words, you find a great many of them right here in this chapter. For true and righteous are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Alleluia. 
and her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Alleluia. So in Revelation chapter 19, there are four Hallelujah choruses. It's like, uh, it's as if heaven anticipates the return of Christ to the earth. Now, the word Alleluia means praise Jehovah and uh, is a familiar Old Testament word. Well, why does heaven rejoice? Well, there are some reasons that are laid out here before us. Uh, in the four verses that we just read, there's, um, well, well, number one, uh, because sin had been judged. In chapter 18, the merchants of the earth and the kings were uh, lamenting because of the fall of Babylon. But here, heaven is rejoicing. Babylon's the source of all religious deception and confusion. Babylon has caused the death of multitudes of God's saints, and now Babylon was destroyed. In fact, the, you know, the fall of Babylon affects three alleluias from heaven. And so sin has been judged, and heaven is shouting and screaming and having a fit and carrying on. And uh, you know, I would just imagine that we would be part of that great chorus that's saying alleluia and thanking God for that occasion right there. Um, you know, the world never rejoices when sin is judged, but heaven does. Heaven does. You know, when they execute a murderer, you know, what do we get? We get protests, you know. Heaven doesn't protest that kind of thing. Just unregenerate mankind. All right, verse 5. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. Now I want you to notice the emphasis that we've already pointed out in the book of Revelation, and that's fear. That's fear. It isn't love. It's fear. That's the emphasis. Um, primarily because you're not dealing in the dispensation of God's love. You're dealing in the dispensation of God's wrath when you get here into the tribulation. So consequently, there's, there's, um, there's great occasion to fear, great necessity to fear. All right, now, um, verse 6. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. So it seems that all heaven, all of heaven, unites to praise God because he is God and because he is on the throne. The voice of God in your Bible is compared to a variety of things. Uh, and here's one of those things right in front of you. The voice of mighty. Well, actually, two things. Two things, actually. The voice of many waters and as the voice of mighty thunderings. So in other words, when it says many waters, try to picture in your mind, you know, like uh, Niagara Falls, you know, uh, cascading down millions and millions of gallons of water at a time cascading over that thing and, and thundering down. And, you know, it makes a lot of noise. I don't know if you've ever been to Niagara Falls. I, 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 I was there uh, several years ago, and it was it's just the most amazing thing ever, especially when you're on that uh, Made of the Mist boat tour that they do, and they take you down into that horseshoe um, where, the, where, the, where the falls really takes place. And, man, you can just hear that thundering, and that's exactly what goes through your mind. And I remember standing on the deck of that boat, 
and hearing that thundering sound of that water coming rushing down in verses just like this came right into my mind. All right, now, um, that's compared to the voice of God, mighty thunderings, mighty thunderings. Now, honestly, I don't think there's anything more startling than a thunder right over your head, you know, a good, loud, snappy one, you know, just snap you right to attention. I, re- I remember um, a couple of years ago, uh, I was at my job, and uh, there was a, a pretty, pretty bad thunderstorm that was com- coming in. And uh, I had to walk from my workshop into the building, and I had to cross our parking lot to get there. And I'll tell you, I will never, ever forget this. Man, a crack of thunder went right up over my head, and a bolt of lightning came down, went right over me, and hit the building. And, And when I tell you that it snaps you to attention, it'll snap you right to attention, won't it? And I, I was able to smell the electrical charge. I was able to feel the heat of that lightning that went right over me. And that crack of thunder, I, wow. <laughs> wow. That's all I got to say is wow. Um, the voice of a lion is compared to the voice of God in your Bible. Now, if uh, I don't know if you've ever been to the zoo. Um, I, I, when I was a kid... My dad used to take me to the Bronx Zoo in, up in New York. And, and then uh, later on when I worked for New York City and I worked around by the Central Park area, the Central Park Zoo. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard uh, a 600-pound a male African lion roar. But he can roar, man. He can roar. It's really a noise. I mean, honestly, it's, it's incomparable to anything you've ever heard. So those things are all comparable to the voice of God. And uh, interestingly, sometimes God says that there's a, a still, small voice of God. Now, you know, there would be a sermon in that, you know, if, if you're an aspiring theologue of any type, you know, the voices of God. And what you do is you chase down all the different voices of God in the Bible, and then you draw an analogy and a comparison. All right, so any of you uh, young aspiring preachers out there, I just gave you an idea. All right, (laughs) verse 7. Verse 7, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And he saith unto me, write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him, and he said unto me, See thou do it not, I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. All right, now there are several things here that we're going to quickly observe in those verses. All right, and number one, and I, I guess we'll start backwards here. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, if you're saved, you have Jesus, right? You have a testimony. Isn't that right? That means you're a prophet. Whether you know it or not, you're a prophet. If you're saved, then Jesus Christ lives within you, and you're a prophet. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So, you know, next time one of those yo-yos asks you what your gift is, 
you could tell them prophecy. Amen? I mean, the thing is clear. It's right here. You're a prophet. Now, how are you a prophet? Does that mean that you dream dreams and see visions and all that stuff? No. You got all the prophecy you need right here in that book. Every bit of it. And the Spirit of Jesus, which is the Holy Spirit, gives you discernment to understand the prophecies that are in the book, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. When someone says to you, you know, uh, know, in response to, yes, I know that I have eternal life and I'm going to heaven when I die, then they respond to you and they say, oh, come on, that's absurd. No one can know that. You can say, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a prophet. I have the spirit of prophecy right here. That's what the book says. These things have I written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life. I can know that. You can know that. All right? But that's not all that's in this verse. Let's go back to verse 7. There's rejoicing because sin has been judged. There's rejoicing because God is reigning and because the marriage of the Lamb has come. Now, uh, for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife hath made herself ready. All right, now... um, What has obviously happened here is the judgment seat of Christ has just been completed. All right, so when you get raptured, you're going to heaven, and the first thing that you're going to face is the judgment seat of Christ. And when you get done with the judgment seat of Christ, it'll be time for the marriage supper of the Lamb. His wife hath made herself ready. Now, Lehman Strauss, in his commentary in Revelation, said something kind of profound, actually. He says, you have not only the opportunity, but obligation to make your own wedding garment. That's what you're doing right now. You're building your own wedding garment. Now, the Bible indicates that some folks show up with not too much to wear, and that's kind of an awesome thought when you really consider it, while others will have a lot more to wear. So this particular garment, this is not the robe of righteousness, by the way, which has to do with what you received at salvation. This isn't justification. That's not what this is talking about at all. When you, you see, when you got saved, you got a robe of righteousness. Isaiah tells us that. But this is a whole different ballgame here. This is your wedding garment, if you please. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. So this isn't the righteousness of Christ. This is your righteousness. This is your righteousness. All right, now, this fine linen is a product of flax. Now, flax is kind of a weed-like, what would you call it? Um, It's a very very fibrous kind of thing. And what they do is to make fine linen is they, they take that thing and they beat it and they beat it and they pulverize it, and then they beat it. So in plainer words, the flax suffers. And when the flax is finished suffering, fine linen is the result. And that's what linen is. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. And so the, the saints have the opportunity to make their own wedding garment. And he saith unto me, write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Now, it's, 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 
it's quite obvious that the bride is going to be there. And it's obvious that the broom, that the, the, the broom, that the bridegroom is going to be there. But the indication of the verse is that there's going to be some other folks called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. Called unto the marriage supper. So in other words, invited guests. Isn't that right? All right, now let's go back to Matthew. Let's go back to Matthew. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. Okay, Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. Now, hopefully, if nothing else is derived from this study, when you read passages like this, um, you're reading through Matthew and so on, um, it'll take on a little bit more meaning to you. It'll really start to sink in a little bit. Matthew, of course, is a gospel that was written to the Jews. It has a distinctly Jewish flavor. It's Jewish doctrine. You know, folks, the worst thing in the world to do is to tell a new convert to start reading Matthew. Don't, don't tell him to read Matthew. Say, you know, don't, don't say, well, just start in the New Testament. No, 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 no. Don't start in the New Testament. Don't start in Matthew. Uh, you, know, they, you know, a lot of folks... A lot of folks get tripped up that have been saved a long time. If you know, if you don't understand some of the basic essentials of what's going on, you know, some folks will say, "Well, you know, I tell a new convert to read John." You know, something I don't. I don't even tell them to read John. If I figure that an individual can handle it, I start them in Romans. I mean, read Romans. That's where you get wall-to-wall church-age doctrine. You're going to get that in Romans. And if I think Romans is a little bit too heavy for them, I'll tell them that they should read First and Second Thessalonians. Those are the places to go. All right? Now, in Matthew chapter 22 and verse 1, And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables, and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son. Well, that ought to tip you off right there, right? A marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Do you know who the servants are? Do you know who the servants are? Just keep your finger here, and let's go back to Revelation 19 now. Just keep your finger here in Matthew 22, and let's go back to Revelation 19. And look at verse 10. And I fell at his feet to worship him, and he said unto me, See thou, do it not. I am thy fellow servant. Now, if you can figure out who that is, then you might have a clue. All right? Let's flip back over to Matthew 22. And verse 3. And sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Again, he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden, Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find bid to the marriage." So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. 
All right, so now the wedding's got a whole bunch of folks. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Now, that little verse right there, for many are called, but few are chosen, is one of the darlings of the Calvinists, you know, trying to prove. But it doesn't have anything to do with church-age salvation at all. Nada. None. Zip. Zero. It has to do with folks getting invited to a wedding. Amen? It doesn't have anything to do with people getting saved. So you see how folks get things messed up? You see how easy it is? All right, let's go back to Revelation chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19. So, uh, verse 9. And he saith unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Now, Matthew 22 will give you a little insight on those being called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. All right, now verse 11. And... Uh, you know, we, we have, after these four anthems of joy in heaven, then we have the armies of Jesus Christ from heaven descending. All right, verse 11. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. All right, now the Bible calls God a man of war. And, um, you know, God's just biding his time. And he's going to pick his, and he's going to pick his, and his spot is going to be, uh, and and he's going to declare war on the armies of the world. All right, now Revelation four, we saw heaven open, right? We saw something go up, we saw a, a door open, and the church went up. Heaven opens again in chapter nineteen, and something comes down. What's coming down is the armies of the Lord Jesus Christ and him in the lead. He's on a white horse. Now, the guy in the white horse in Revelation chapter 6 is an imitator. He's the Antichrist, and we studied him. And um, uh, he's called faithful and true. And in righteousness, righteousness, he doth judge and make war. So the first time Jesus came, he came on a meek donkey, the foal of an ass. The next time he comes, he comes on a fire-breathing stallion. He isn't coming to be crucified. He's coming to make war. It's a whole different ballgame, folks. It's a whole different ballgame. And you know something? I'm planning on coming with him. Uh, now, get the description here. It's totally different. And uh, places like the National Art Institute and all those places that are trying to paint pictures of Jesus Christ being a, being a homosexual, a drug addict, or something else, you know, funded by your tax dollars, by the way, um, you know, when they see him as described in chapter 19, fear grips their soul. It'll be a different ballgame then, a completely different ballgame. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. All right, now, in effect, the Antichrist wears ten crowns. 
Jesus Christ has many crowns. You know, and I often wonder how many crowns there are. And I can only speculate. Uh, my speculation is, you know, one for everyone that ever received him. You know, crown him with many crowns. That's a bunch. That's a bunch. You know, I'm just speculating, though. I, I, I don't know. You know, it doesn't say. It just says many crowns. All right, when you, when you really stop and look at some of these verses, it makes you stop and think about where so many of our hymns come from. You know, crown him with many crowns, the lamb upon his throne. Yeah, man, that's great. Amen? That's great. That's good. All right, he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. I mean, it would be completely useless to speculate as to what that is. I, I don't know what it is. It says no one knows except him. So I don't know what it means, really. <laughs> I really don't. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. All right, now, our Jehovah Witness friends have a hard time with that. You know, that's, that's tough for JW folk. Amen? Because the book says his name is called the Word of God, and he's wearing a vesture dipped in blood presumably his own blood. Now that thing lines up with John chapter 1. His name is called the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So in a very real sense, you cannot separate Jesus Christ from his Word. Not only is his name the Word, but we're going to see that his Word is a tool, of, a tool and an instrument of destruction. Uh, here and then in a verse... In, in a verse or two or three down the road. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon, a, upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. So the army is now you know, tied together, linked with the bride, through the fine linen. The fine linen is what, te- is what lets you know that the army and the bride are one and the same. That's how you know that. You can get a lot of information about this particular, um, you know, this second advent and, 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 and the battle and all that stuff in a variety of different passages, like, uh, like Joel chapter 2 and chapter 3, Isaiah chapter 63, uh, Zechariah chapter 14. You know, that's where you can get more information on these things. All right. Uh, verse 15. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. So out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. Now, I don't know what the sword would be except the word of God, because the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So what we have right here is something that has the ability to assume a form that's so lethal and so deadly that it could annihilate the armies of the world in one fell swoop. God's word is so powerful that he could make this thing a literal sword. Amen? That's far out. It's far out. It's hard to conceptualize, but, you know, and obviously, you know, those who would continue to criticize the word of God couldn't conceptualize it. But for those of us who love the word and believe the word, we could get, you know, at least a faint glimmer of, of, uh, of how that thing might work somehow. God literally taking his word and using it as an instrument of destruction. 
So he's going to smite the nations. He's going to rule them with a rod of iron. And so his word will be final, and it'll be an absolute dictatorship in the millennium. Absolute. He treadeth the winepress. Treadeth the winepress. All right, so the thing is compared to a winepress being squeezed, the grapes being squeezed out of all their blood. And if you recall, we showed you the scriptures where fresh-squeezed grape juice is compared to blood, right? Consequently here, wine press is the word that's being used. Now, what comes out of a wine press? Fresh-squeezed grape juice, which is comparable to blood of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Now, in, uh, in chapter 16... We read about the blood being up to the bridles on the horses. Amen? Amen? And um, verse 16. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Now, that kind of lines up with Philippians chapter 2. You know, God says that every tongue shall confess and every knee shall bow. And he's it the King of kings and Lord of lords. And uh, all right, now what that demonstrates is that there are many kings. There are many kings. But he is the King of kings. There are many lords. But he is the Lord of lords. There are many gods, right? The, Bi the Bible acknowledges that. All right, now, so this is the second advent of Jesus Christ. This is him returning with his armies. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come, gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, and the flesh of captains, and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. All right, now, what's going on here is God is calling the fowls of the earth, you know, obviously carnivorous flesh-eating birds that would, you know, munch down on, on all the carcasses that are going to be left around. And he's calling them to, you know, what, what he calls a great supper so that they can feed on the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and so on and so forth. Now, uh, some years ago, someone came out with a little tract, and I don't know if, it's, if there's anything to it or not. I, I never really could get what I would consider to be absolute verification for it. So, you know, I don't throw this information about freely. So in the for what it's worth category, I'll just give it to you. Um, the front of the tract had a picture of a big vulture on it, and, and I don't remember the title of it. It's something to the effect of a phenomenal increase in vulture population. And the thing goes on, and they quote a couple of so-called authorities and experts. And Now, like I said, I can't prove this. I, I don't know if this is the case or not, but someone did come out with a tract, and supposedly they had some documentation of the thing and, and you know all their ducks in a row. And they said that over the last several years, there's been a particular kind of vulture that really thrives in the Middle East. And for as long as anyone has known anything about the birds, their general habit was to lay and hatch one egg a year. That was their reproduction rate. 
And for some unknown reason that no one can explain or understand, over the last several years, they've begun to hatch three or four eggs at a time. The vulture population in the Middle East has exploded. And so now that, you know, they're just covered up with these carnivorous birds over there. Now, what would make sense? Like I said, I can't prove it to you, but it would make sense. Because God's inviting the fowls of the air to a great supper. Now, the Battle of Armageddon is going to leave a wake of bodies. So the Lord needs something to come in and clean up the mess. Amen. So he calls in the buzzards. There you go. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe one day you'll see that little track somewhere. I don't know. I'm looking through my folder right here to see if I still have one. Uh, but, you know, it's just a little track. So anyway, so, you know, God's doing some strange things. He's doing some strange things. You can count on that. All right, folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. And uh, we're going to take our last break here. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll be back right after this. Don't go away.
Amen, amen, and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello, and uh, we are going through Revelation chapter 19, and uh, we're just about almost done with it. And uh, this has been uh, a challenge today, to say the least. Uh, Haven't exactly been on the A-game today, so I do appreciate your patience. Thank you so much for sticking with us. All right, uh, let's, uh, let's see. Let's pick it up over in verse number 19, Revelation nineteen nineteen. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. So as we've already stated several times, um, we have a convergence of the armies of the world. You know, we've got the Antichrist, who is the beast, the king of the east, We've got the king of the north. We've got Egypt. We have all of these armies converging on Armageddon, not initially um, to do war with the Lord, but to do war with each other. That's the initial uh, plan there. They come, uh, they, they come, and then these enemies become mutual friends. Now, the king of the north seems to show up with a whole bunch of horses. All right, now I want you to stop and think about something. Okay, um, you know... What we've known for years and years and years, Bible students have known who the king of the north is. We all know that. And that thing's clear. That's Russia and her allies. All right. Now, the idea of Russia showing up in the Middle East on horseback was always a little, you know, flaky. Uh, Even though we know that two-thirds of the world's horse population lives in Russia— you know, and that's an incredible figure when you come to think about it. Two-thirds of the, of the horse population live in Russia and in the surrounding countries. All right, now, uh, but still, even though the, the Russian army continued to propagate the horse as a species for military expeditions after World War II, uh, we, the United States, gave it up as a, as a strategic loss. Um, our last horse cavalry went out of business somewhere in around 1956, I think it was, at Fort Carson in Colorado. Um, So, you know, we basically said, well, you know, that's crazy. We don't need those anymore. But um, even in the light of all that, it would still seem a little ludicrous to think of the Russians showing up on horseback. But, um, you know, there are some distinct advantages to horses in some arenas. Now, a horse can certainly navigate through deep snow better than a vehicle. But uh, deep snow in the Middle East... I don't know. But uh, however it works out, it'll work out. You know, deep blood, maybe. Of course, they're not going to go out there anticipating deep blood. Um, but uh, I don't know how it's all going to come into play, but, but it certainly will. It will. You can just bank on it. But the longer you live, the more you can see the possibilities. Amen? All right, verse 20. And the beast was taken... And with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and that worshipped his image. It's not really necessary for us to comment on a lot of things because, you know, we've already studied them. So this is kind of like just a a review. Um, These both were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. All right, so the beast and the false prophet, here they go. They're cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And um, verse 21, And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceed, proceeded out of his mouth. See? 
Uh, it's his word. It's his word. What comes out of your mouth? Words. Amen. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And all the fowls were filled with their flesh. And all the fowls were filled with their flesh. All right. So there it is. You kind of have a, a, a running commentary on exactly what we can anticipate. Now, like I said, there's a lot of things that, um, you know, that we didn't necessarily comment on because, like I said, you know, we've already covered them mostly. You know, the beast, the false prophet, who they are, you know, what they're going to do and all that stuff. But, um, you know, this, is, this has just been that running commentary. All right, and that should do it for uh, Revelation chapter number 19. So, folks, uh, again, uh, please uh, keep my mom in prayer. Um, I'm still waiting to hear any more information from my sister. Uh, the last text I got is that she was there with, um, with the grandkids. And, uh, you know, she feels like mom might already be gone, but we're not sure yet. So uh, we're still waiting for words on that. So please, again, keep my mom in prayer, keep my family in prayer, keep me in prayer, keep this ministry in prayer as we go forward here. All right, folks, uh, again, thank you so much for taking your time to uh, join us on the Sword of the Spirit podcast tonight. Again, head over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, and if you can, help us out with a monthly contribution or a recurring contribution. We would appreciate that, or even a one-time. I know I said it twice. Uh, head over to our comments section, send us over a message, and uh, folks, Lord willing, we'll see you here live Sunday. Win the lost, no matter the cost. God bless you. Take care. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message, or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.